Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week, and I think for the very first time, we're doing our first ever Norwegian beer. Am I right in saying that, chaps? Uh, oh, I can't remember we've done one. I can't remember having done I one before. I don't think we've done a Norwegian beer. I don't believe we have done a Norwegian beer. So we are doing our first ever, on our world tour, we're in Norway. And we are at the craft brewer, Lervig. Lervig, that's a good name. It's a very hearty yeah. name. Lervig Akti Bryggeri. I'm going to call my... F- which must be Norwegian for brewery. I'm, I'm not I'm going sure. to call my firstborn child Lervig. It works for male or very female. Strong. And then there'll be a Viking. Yeah, it does. Lervig Drabwell. Lervig Drabwell. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. So we will get right into Lervig and their fantastic set of beers that we're trying, um, the, the Lucky Jack, Jack brand. Um, but first, Richard, Sash, Barbara, I actually meant, I think you've got a hot topic for us, haven't you? <laughs> yes, it's me. Thank you. Um, so I don't know where to begin. What do you know about eye kegs? Nothing. It's, are those kegs made by Apple? <laughs> no. <laughs> They've got eyes all over I'm, them. They're always watching. That's fine. No, you don't know. We'll bring that to a close. Um, <laughs> no, well, it's basically, well, we know about kegs and casks, right? We do. We do. A cornerstone of the brewing industry. Um, well, just you may have been, if you're particularly interested in this, um, there's news um, from Ciba, uh, and actually uh, this is now out, and there's been a bit more information out there about them, but um, they were just unveiled. Uh, iKeg were unveiling unveiling some new technology uh, at Brow Beviali uh, 2023. So it's just happening. Which in, in I December. hear is the go-to place for those in the brewing industry to buy their tanks, their brewing equipment, basically. Spot on. Uh, and well, basically, this is just an announcement that there's oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, the man with the ear is ear to the ground. Um, so they now have these kegs and casks with. Um, fully recyclable, um, shells. Um, and the bits that are a bit more exciting is that they've got this eye spear, uh, that's eye spear, although I think that's kind of the point that it sounds like eye spear, um, software and cloud platform, which is going to try and deliver near real time data analytics, like to the millimeter, how much beer is being drunk where it's being drunk, whether it's being wow. poured at the right temperature. Um, and so, I mean, you know, all sorts of data they can pull out of it to basically make sure that everyone's getting their beer delivered exactly as it should be. You know who's going to... That's incredible. You know, you know who's going to be on this straight away? Go on. Guinness. It, uh, yeah. Guinness, I feel Guinness as a company, they've put out so many different ways for you as a consumer to get the mm. perfect pint. More than any other company out there, they're coming up with all these contraptions so you can drink the perfect beer. They're going to be all over this technology. Cool. Yeah, cool I mean, I, now. Um, I know because it does sound like if they need to like throw a bit of cash at something <laughs> to, to, to get it done, yeah. they probably would do. Like that um, nitro poor surge beer you don't oh, get that off the ground good. unless you've got a few quid <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, yeah i imagine that um i keg and ice beer is going to um probably cost a um a, you know a, a pretty penny as well um 
so yeah, it's certainly up there, up their street. And I mean, ultimately, it is. We've talked about it with a few things when we mentioned genetic engineering for uh, hops and, oh, sorry, yeast. Mm. In fact, the, uh, the the other week, this is all going to be stuff that means that you get beer fresher, isn't it? Really nice, um, okay. which we're all in the market for. I think I like that. Always in the mood for better and fresher tasting beer. Mm. Lovely. I like. I like the sound. Uh, they also have G- oh, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say because they we've already got the nitro surge, but it'd be good to get something that actively helps you pour all your beers like a little attachment you can put on the top of everything and if this technology can lead to that that'd be great yeah mm. weird thing that i never thought that actually necessarily would be something that came up too much uh i've worked in pubs and and, and <laughs> that sort of thing but um uh all these eye kegs that um they're going to be making um individually numbered <laughs> so like there's really easy to track to, to keep track of them but they're actually with this ice beer thing, they're glo- global tracking as well because people nick them. <laughs> um, I didn't realise. So, like, just going to deal with that. I never thought that of all the things that a brewer has to deal with, I never thought that actually getting your kegs in your cask nicked <laughs> was, yes. was part of it. Um, but they're addressing that as well. So, because um, I'd imagine back in the day, like an old wooden cask would be perfect to make like a table out of or something or a nice feature in a home. Whereas mm. these like new modern ones probably <clears throat> wouldn't look so good as like a coffee table or a side table or something. Or even, so, even if you thought, why are people nicking them? Well, even if you thought that it did look like a nice coffee table, someone would be knocking on your door saying, "I want that back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where it is. I've tracked it from when you where you stole. They basically need to introduce this eye keg technology into shopping trolleys, and that will solve a lot of problems for supermarkets. Yeah. I, yes. I would and like to say I've pulled out in the past three weeks four shopping trolleys from Weymouth Harbour. So stop it. There's no need to show yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you had the app, Rich, and they had this technology, you could know exactly where they were yeah. in the harbour and you could yes. get them straight yeah. away. Get them quicker. <laughs> I thought, Joe, for a minute there, maybe you were going to suggest a kind of reverse technology and they go, well, actually, what they should do with these kegs and the casks is actually just put this kind of like metal nib in it that you put a pound coin in and then it releases it from the one behind and then you can carry it off somewhere. <laughs> the solution has been in front of our eyes all along. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, interesting step forward with technology here in actually what is like a pretty major part of drinking beer, mm, drinking yeah. and making beer. Um and you just thought it's a pretty crucial part of drinking yeah. beer. It's just not the part that we as consumers see. Yeah. But it's obviously for those who deliver. It's like a make the beer, but also sell the beer. It's pretty crucial, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. literally what all the beer come most of the beer comes in, unless it's like cans and bottles. Um but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much uptake there is as well. Because also with like technology, you have like your early adopters, don't you? And all, all that sort of thing. Uh, and you would have probably thought in the short term the costs for this stuff is going to be high, but then the more people that go and do it, the more they you know, gradually the costs don't come down as well. And that's you know, um a very generalized model about how it works. But um So I think how the iCake system works, because I, I remember talking to the Adnams brewery about it when I was visiting them, because they had all these phenomenally shiny like plastic I'd never seen them before. It's the first time I'd laid eyes on this iCAG technology, basically. And I remember asking them about it. And basically the how they work on it is you kind of rent them. You don't own the kegs ever. They just constantly just move around from brewery to distributor to whatever. So these are all owned by iCAG. You just basically rent the kegs and like obviously like ah. you know so actually it's quite interesting that that you know because you won't guarantee you get the same keg back from the distributor or from the brewery mm. and i guess this technology this new version of the i keg technology means that they can keep a better track 
of where all these hundreds of thousands of kegs are all mm. over the place. You know, yeah, yeah. Like the, wor- the, the worst ever logistics <laughs> game you ever have to play. Oh, but it's just <laughs> constantly moving from one person yeah, to another. It's just like there's just one really stressed out person in a switch room. <laughs> <laughs> Join in all these dots. Where now? Yeah. It's gone where? I like, I like to think they've just got one control room that's up on like a big top of a tower and there's just a big screen with just loads of dots yeah. of where all the kegs are. Um, and yeah, then yeah. when one goes awry, it just goes bright red and starts flashing and everyone starts to panic. It's moving! It's gone! <laughs> Keg C364 has gone, yeah. gone in, the, in the stream. Yeah. Whenever I see anyone references those kind of like control room stuff, I always just automatically think about Minority Report. Yeah. And they've got like those special yeah, gloves on and little eye thing on. Because <laughs> that's how, that, that's where eye kegs at. They've really got, eye, yeah. eye they've, kegs. They've got Minority Report gloves. I thought, because you described the kind of, I envisaged the, the one control room with just one stressed out dude drinking coffee and chain smoking. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but then when you said everyone going wild, I had the idea, have you seen the bit of footage of the, it's like a uh, camera's above and it's looking down on a sports bar and they're watching the football, but people had changed the screen so that it's actually the DVD player sign yeah. and then they're all watching it. And when it finally goes into the bottom corner, they all go, yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when they see the eye keg and the beer coming out yeah (laughs) first pine first pine crazy it's as big as the moon landing it's yeah (laughs) exactly touchdown congratulations everyone shaking hands and crying yeah (laughs) we found the cake yeah Yeah. Um, Um, shall we lurvig it yes Yes. okay let's move on that almost sounds like a dance move as well lurvig it yeah hey you up for the lurvig (laughs) It's all, it's all in the shoulders, the Lervig. It's a very shouldery <laughs> yeah. dance, the Lervig. Perfectly to do while sat down, maybe on a video call with yeah. mates. <laughs> it, it was created in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect lockdown beer. Um, dance. Um, yes. Well, it's quite nice. Smoothing sm- smoothly <laughs> on. Um, Joe, you brought us this beer as part of the swap I shop, did. haven't you? Um, this is my offering to the swap shop. I was not and... familiar with them till, till you did, and um, I don't. I was keen to know how you sort of stumbled upon them, or whether you sort of uh, how that. Tell us about them. <laughs> I can. So I was actually drawn in. I had Lervig is new to me. I was drawn in by the Lucky Jack and the the very fashionable fisherman like icon on the front of the Lucky Jack cans. So you guys looked in more detail about this. So um, Lucky Jack is the brand of beer that mm. is owned yeah. by the Lurvig Brewery. Yeah. And Lucky Jack's symbol is this fisherman type fellow um, within this roundel. It's very interesting like, illustration. He's got sunglasses on. So he's a very cool fisherman. He's maybe a fisherman of the 21st century. I was, I was going to say, I work in a harbour and I've never seen a cool looking fisherman um, at all. But this guy's really cool. Like, if these guys were hanging... Have you seen a Norwegian fisherman, though? No, I've not. I've only seen very... Maybe they're all very cool like this gentleman. Uh, maybe, but I'd assume, I'd, assume, I'd assume Norwegian fishermen would have a bigger beard. No? <laughs> I've just got an image in my head. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Certainly your Viking child will have a big beard, yeah. that's for sure. Male or female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... um so yeah, so Lurvig has got this, uh, and so we're trying their um, Lucky Jack brand as we talked about. But I've got the grapefruit beer. Have mm. you guys also got the grapefruit version? Yes, grapefruit, grapefruit indeed. I have the grapefruit, grapefruit version. version. Um, what's your take on this grapefruit version? Because I, I have, I've got an opinion. Ah, uh, it's bloody delicious. 
Yes. It's okay. Bob, I'm you dare you dare slate this. <laughs> no, no, I'm just not currently drinking it. That's all. Oh. I've I'm just decided to, to save it because I'm doing a not not drinking beer moment. So I'm nodding along appreciatively. And no, uh, oh I'm re- reading reading the notes and see how your thoughts compare to the notes of, of what it says. But you're loving it. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's um I was I was a bit up and an because I thought it was gonna be really sour. Mm. Um, grapefruit can be grapefruit can be but it is delicious and I could sip this and drink this all day all day they pitch this as the as the perfect beer for summer so we might not be at the right exactly the right time for it right now but are you getting that kind of thirst quenching oh uh, for me a light uh how how fizzy are we talking um it's not massively fizzy it's got a little bit of a fizz to it um Wait there, let's just let it go back in. Yeah, because this is meant to be like a, an, an American style ale, isn't it? Yeah, it's got it's yes. got a little fizz, right. but nothing but nothing major. It's smooth mm-hmm. and it's got it's got a nice little kind of like soury bitter taste aftertaste Come on to then. it. Not Come on like, in. Oh, quite good. Come on in. Can, can you tell? Can you two tell from tasting what hops are in there? <sighs> oh, there's I mean, definitely this... a chinook in there. There's definitely a chinook. I, I'll, I'll tell you the answers at the end. My my palate's gone quite dry off trying it, so I reckon there's citra. We're looking. Oh, I was, was, was going to say citra. Okay, we're looking for three. I should say as well. Oh, I, I'm, so if I'm you're confident, if you're chinook and citra, I think those are at least two of them. I don't know. I couldn't tell you for the life of me what the third one is. I can make some great guesses, but they're probably not going to be right. Well, let's, Jabbers, have you got any you'd like to add? And then, when, then you can just do the crazy guesses if you like. Fugle, <laughs> uh, fugle. That's the one we learned. Yeah, that's Fug- it. that would have been my, yeah. one of my crazy yeah. guesses. Fuggle. <laughs> Fuggle. I can tell yeah. you, I, well, I will tell you Fuggle, Fuggles, as, as I've been calling it, is, is not in there. Oh, that was a... Is it a Norway known for any hops? Not Ooh. to my knowledge. Has it got like a Norwegian hops? Um, no, <laughs> apparently not. Sorry to say, guys. So that was the most anticlimactic. Yeah. No. No. But you'd be pleased to know, I'm just going to close this bit before yeah. we move on to that, but you'd be oh, pleased to know Chinook and Citra are in there. Yeah. So well yes. done, boys. Well done. Um, Slash Joe. I said yeah, Citra. Yeah. Shut up. Team effort. <laughs> uh, oh, go on. Just pull. You go, reach, for, oh. re, reach for a hop each. Um, just oh. just do one, and then I'll tell you what it is. Grabs, you go first. Why have I gone blank on all hop names? Um, I've already shouted Fuggle. Would you like me to give you a okay. clue? All right, I'll, I'll pull one out of the bag. Ugh, Amarillo. No, he's only gone and done it, Drappers. He's got all three. You're gonna no! Have to no, he hasn't. <laughs> the, blah, blah, blah. The, um, the, the clue I was going to give you was ask you if, if this is the way to. Yeah. Oh, that definitely would have been. Yeah, I think you would have got that. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, and Pilsner malt and a caramel malt. Oh, I don't, I don't get caramel. Thanks. Well, that's just the name no, of the. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the type of malt, but you you can it's probably Doesn't mean that of, give, that's what the flavour will come out as. It's just the malt, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, I mean, it's going to have a hint, um, but uh, yeah. So pilsner and caramel are the, are the malts, um, and an American ale yeast. Although I think it does so it actually, an, and then may American styled beer. Then y- is that what they're basically? Yeah, and actually, so okay. I believe it, it does actually contain um, a grapefruit juice and peel extract as well. Oh, so there's okay. actually so, some in there. You know what? Now you're mentioning this as an American-styled beer. It's very reminiscent to my all-time favourite flavoured beer, which is a Montauk watermelon 
ale. Montauk watermelon. Watermelon session ale. So it's like a 4.9%, which is a bit high on the, on the session yeah. scale. But it's from the Montauk Brewery in, um, in New York. It is outstanding. This thing is the best, like, flavoured beer I've ever had in my lifetime. Um, lived on it quite literally for like five, five years. Um, but yeah, this is quite reminiscent actually. Although grapefruit is a slightly more sharper kind of fruit flavor than it is, um, watermelon, but it's still super palatable. And so, yeah, so now you've mentioned that this might be a, an American styled beer, obviously made by a Danish craft brewer. This is bringing me a round circle to this is a lot like an American style beer from an American craft brewer on talk that I've had. So yeah, very tasty. Um, the brewery's in Stavanger in Norway, isn't Ooh, it? Where's, oh, in Norway. So, where's Stavanger? Yeah, and I think, so that's relatively far south and also kind of like a, I think it's like a gateway to one of the fjords. Um, so it does kind mm-hmm. of explain the, <laughs> it does kind of explain, uh, the Lucky Jack characters as, as the fisherman. Um, oh. um, yeah, I well, love that it's putting Stavanger on the map. I don't know if Stavanger is known for anything else, but this is, it does have a cathedral that dates back to the 12th century. Um, well, pro- so there you go. Proper. And it has a very, very popular Norwegian petroleum museum in Stavanger. Ah, amazing. Right. I knew that, it, I understood it had a minor tourist uh, drawing, um, minor with a capital N possibly. Whatever. Um, it says it has lots of white wooden houses. Ooh, white wooden houses, because I'm seeing that it's got very colourful houses. Yeah. That's one of its main appeals. Stavanger is often praised for its charming old town with white wooden houses and its role as a hub for outdoor activities like hiking. Oh. The shopping street, Aubrey <laughs> Holmergate, is known for its colourful houses. Well, that's just one street, Joe. <laughs> Can I? I'm, I'm learning more and more about this Norwegian Petroleum Museum, and I feel like we have to go. It illuminates the oil industry with submersibles, a large drill bit, and an escape chute. Oh, the escape chute sounds Interested? fun. It's, it's uh, Stavanger's oil industry has earned its nickname, the oil capital of Norway. Wow. In fact, it's, it's, home, right oil yeah, it's home to it? several museums. There's a maritime one. So, if we're thinking about craft brewers that are set up in an oil-rich part of a country, what else does that bring to mind? Another craft brewer that we've done relatively recently. Oh, that we love so I much. think I know. Ooh, um... Give me an F. Yeah, he's got it. He knows. We're talking, of course, of Fierce Brewery in, um, in Aberdeen. Oh, they should do a collaboration and name it after something to do with They're oil. actually not that far as the crow flies, if you were to like draw a line between them. Lurdine or Abavig. Abavig. <laughs> or Stav... No, hang on. That's that's the name in the brewery. So we have to be Fierce and Lurvig or Aberdeen and Savvig. Anyway, um, have you seen... I was just having a look through Lurvig's... <laughs> Lurvig's products. Mm. They... Have done quite a few beers. That oh, are so Lucky they don't Jack. just do this Lucky Jack brand. There's more, are there? Oh, there's quite a lot more. Oh, I love it. Like Total. I th- there's there's also I think because it's a combination of core and core beers and um, you know experimental yeah. one-off small batches. Um, oh my goodness me! You you could just 
these can't all be in um, in, in regular. Put, put us out of our misery, Matthew. Oh wow! Well. I'm I'm on there There's now, mate. Hundreds. Oh. Not hundreds, but tell us some dozens. Spotlight ones. Well, it's just dozens of us. I mean, there's just. I'm not going to tell you the individual um, items in these because there's like a, maybe a dozen or, or more in in each. Oh, actually, sorry. There's a little bit of an, a bit of an over, overflow, but they've got core. They've got mm. core beers, but then they do do things. Some some of these are in the core um, uh, section. So Rackhouse, hoppy, dark lager, sour. Nitro, wheat, alcohol-free, Christmas, mm. collabs. <laughs> just Christmas. Christmas, gluten-free. Christmas collabs. Uh, just, yeah, there's blooming loads. And it got quite a cool, uh, if you go and have a look, I mean, it, you almost wouldn't recognise if you were looking for Lervig beers, if you were familiar with um, Lucky Jack, I was going to say Lucky Saint. Um, if you're familiar with Lucky Jack and we're looking for more Lervig beers, you wouldn't know what to look for with these because loads of the others have got this kind of artsy steezy slightly graffiti style cans um and they've done lots of really really crafty looking brews as well um so what sorry the bit i was just informing myself on was the the collabs um i'm just i'm just looking at one thing they've got they've got something called the lervig lervig local and i'm wondering if mm. this is only beers you can get at their tap room presumably yeah because it looks like it's only draft yeah which i think is really cool so you have to mm. go to lerving if you want to try all of their range you have to go there just to try it one of the lerving locals is with Baskland yeah. that you may remember from our our yes. recent um beer 52 episode and north um, brewing north brewing um not a lerving local but they have done one with daya um brasserie de la sen sen yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Pulpit Rock, Von Winning, loads. Um, so they've done one with Amundsen as well. Yeah, which, I was, I, which is always good. I was thinking that because aren't they Amundsen? Aren't I thought they were local to them, or relatively speaking? Um, but yeah, they're real, real, real craft beer credentials here. Oh, one hundred percent. So. So, Lervig started out in 20, 2003 in Stavanger. It's the coastal city, southwest coast of Norway, uh, and they've grown significantly since its inception, gaining recognition both domestically and international. So, they are considered one of the pioneers of craft breweries in New- Norway, contributing to the growth of the craft beer movement within the country. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've done all types of styles. They have a very extensive collaboration history, as you guys just alluded to. They've got international recognition for their beers, um, both at beer festivals and events around the world, and not just Matt. Like, and that's obviously helped with global distribution, yeah. international distribution, that we're getting them here in the UK. Um, I, I, I mean, to be, to be quite honest, they've quite literally put Norway on the map for beer when it comes to, for me. Like, I didn't know of any other Norwegian beers, whereas I've now known Lervig. As a, as a fantastic craft brewer from Norway. Well, that's it. I'm 100% there to definitely try. To, I, I want to try. I'm probably going to attempt to find some more of this stuff in the UK because it is delish. Well, I found this at my local off-license. So actually, it's oh, pretty, really? pretty old. Oh. Yeah, it's not even like from a big chain or something. So you could probably find it pretty, old, yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, I'm going um, to have a Google. Where you can get it from. So yeah, I think uh, any last words on Lervig? Can't wait to try it because I'm <laughs> I'm holding off on this one, but um, uh, 
Yeah, I think you guys have, have sort of already biased me a little bit into thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. But uh uh yeah, sounds like they are um <clears throat> capable of great things. Oh so 100. if you look them up on Instagram, they have thirty eight point six K followers if you follow Lervig Beer. So that's a pretty big chunky so, yeah. amount of people. That's that's and way more than most, isn't it? That we that we find them at. on X, formerly known as Twitter, you can get uh they've got six thousand followers, and that's again Lervig Beer. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>